0: Welcome to Engineering Fields of Dreams podcast. We're here to share stories and professional experiences of engineers across disciplines and let you explore the amazing world of engineering. Each episode, you'll hear inspiring stories and advice from engineers, allowing you to learn from their successes and experiences. Whether you're an engineering student, a veteran engineer, or just curious about engineering, we invite you to join us and explore the amazing and ever-changing world of engineering.
1: Welcome to this episode, making connections, with our guest Stephen. Thank you for being here today, Stephen. Would you please introduce yourself?
2: Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me on your podcast. My name is Stephen Liu. I'm currently a program manager at Applied Materials. I'm part of the obsolescence management office, where we lead a bunch of strategic initiatives to allow our company to be more proactive about obsolescence rather than reactive. Um, An example is how do we Make sure that our new product designs don't have obsolete parts on them rather than when we build it we realize we can't buy the parts previously i spent seven and a half years at Lockheed martin as an aerospace and defense company i started there as a systems engineer I eventually got into a rotation program which allowed me to do rotations and risk management satellite operations and project management i was a project manager for two and a half years eventually got my master's in engineering management and that led me to become a program manager at applied materials today I've been at Applied Materials for for a year and a half now. My bachelor's was in computer engineering, so I have a little hardware and software background, and then became a systems engineer at Lockheed. Uh, On the side, I've been posting content on LinkedIn consistently since 2017. I started with monthly articles where I shared my goals for the year and my progress towards them. In 2018, I challenged myself to do a 52-week challenge of videos where I shared career advice. It was my first time putting myself out there, but um, I had a lot of fun doing it that I eventually put weekly videos up for three years in a row Uh, in 2021. I decided to do a 52 week challenge of LinkedIn live streams where I bring on a guest every single week where we talk about a variety of topics related to personal professional or career development. And then most recently this month, I'm doing a 30 day video challenge because I wanted to bring back video on LinkedIn. So I'm going to do that right now. It's been a few days. We'll see, we'll see how the rest of the month goes. And in addition to my full-time job, my posting content on LinkedIn. I'm also a career coach as well. I help shy introverts build confidence to achieve success in their career. I do this through one on one coaching. I also help with resume, LinkedIn profiles, interview prep, or just building confidence for anything you want to do.
1: That's awesome. And I'm glad to have you on
2: the podcast today. What's your story? Why did you choose this career? Yeah, as I said, I'm currently a program manager, but I started as a computer engineering student. So I did computer engineering at San Jose State, graduated with my bachelor's, and I got a job at Lockheed Martin. And in the first group I was in, my manager said, oh, I don't need any more software people. I want you to follow Garrett around. Garrett was the system integration lead of the lab. He's been there 20, 25 years. So I became a systems engineer. And even when I was working and even when I was school, I knew I had good grades and everything, but I was never the smartest person in the room. I was never the smartest technical person in the room. So I always had that sort of weakness or deficiency or whatever you want to call it and in that first team i was in there was a project manager and i really respected and admired what he did he used to be a test engineer people this test schedule he helped organize the team to make sure they meet all the deadlines but also respecting the team members themselves making sure they didn't have to work overtime or on the weekends and things like that so i really liked what he did because he got to use the smart people in the room and to achieve success in a project. So I started going towards that project management route. Um, This was about three years into into my professional career that I decided to do my master's in engineering management. So I got a mix of engineering as well as management. And I really liked the management classes more. Again, I knew I was never gonna be the smartest person in the room, but I like leading people. Um, I like helping people achieve things that they didn't think was possible. And in my introduction, I mentioned I got into a rotation program and my third and final rotation, I was a project manager. So this is where I actually applied what I learned from my masters into a real life problem, which was the best way to learn. I had to deal with a multi million dollar budget. I had to create a schedule, adjust the schedule. I had to lead engineers, I had to work with suppliers, I had to present to customers. So I learned a lot in that role. And for me in that role, I was leading individual projects, but now the next obvious transition was to get into program management, which is what I'm doing today. Um, at Applied Materials. I'm leading strategic initiatives that we apply across the entire company. It has an effect across the entire corporation. And now I have to think more strategically. How do we, in the example I shared, how do we make sure our new product designs don't have obsolete parts? So I came up with a new scoring criteria, came up with the automation methods with scripts to help do all the scoring and processing a lot quicker. I'm about 10 plus years into my professional career from graduating with my bachelor's and it's it's been quite a road right starting from computer engineering to systems engineering to project management down to program management. So I would just say be open to any opportunities and you'll never know what come your what will come your way. For sure and I think a lot of people find their
1: way to engineering management a lot like you did. And that it's a very important role because you have to have sufficient technical knowledge and as you mm-hmm. said you don't have to be the smartest person in the room but you need to be able to bridge the conversation between the business people and the engineers Mm -hmm. for success of the company. So it's a very
2: vital role. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. The one biggest thing I learned as a project manager was communication. And it's not just being able to communicate well, but being able to communicate to different people. If I have a problem and I talk to an engineer, then we can go into details about how we're going to solve this technical problem. But if I present to my management or to the customer, I just need to give them two bullet points. Here's the problem. You know, this is what I'm going to, this is what it's going to take to, to solve it. And this is what I'm going to be done. This is the timeline and how much it's going to cost. So just learning how to communicate with different people, communicating issues to my scheduler, to my finance person. it's completely different. So it was definitely a very challenging role for me when I started, but it's, that's how I, that's how you grow in your career. Yeah, and
1: I think as you said, communication is so important and knowing how best to communicate to different audiences, adjusting your communication for that situation. And What is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew before graduation?
2: Yeah, I would say be open to opportunities, ask questions, take on more and more responsibilities. Sometimes you're hired as an intern, so you're tasked to do one specific thing, but use it as a learning opportunity. This is a great way for you to learn more skills to get out of your comfort zone, um, as well as work with different people. And this just makes you a much more versatile professional in the future by learning all these different skills. Yes, and I would add on to that, that
1: internships are really important to also learn what you don't want to do. So they can be real eye-opening experiences to maybe a pivot to a different type of engineering or a different type of role. And it's like a low risk way to to learn that early Mm on before you graduate. Um can you recall a challenging professional situation and what did you learn from it?
2: Yeah, so I learned this very early on in my career and this is advice that I share with a lot of college students especially those and those early in their career. So in my first job as a systems engineer at Lockheed Martin, typically as an entry level employee you start at level 1, after 2 years you become a level 2, after 3 years after that you become level 3. That's the timeline. So I was 2 years in into that job and I asked my manager I said, "Can I can I get a promotion?" I've been here for two years. And then she said, it's not the right time of the year, or it's not, we don't have enough budget. Or basically, I heard every single excuse because I was asking throughout that year. And looking back, I just thought, or at the time I thought, oh, it's just my manager sucks. She won't give me a promotion. And then eventually three years into to that team, I just said, it's time for me to move on. I'm not getting promoted here. I'm, I went to another group. And then that manager wouldn't promote me either. So now looking back at that situation, I learned that I have to be, I have to have good communication with my manager. I can't assume my manager knows what I'm working on. And that was the case in that first job where everyone in the team knew what I was working on. I got great reviews. I got great feedback from my team, but my my manager didn't. She didn't really know what I did. She just took what everyone provided as inputs and put it into my review. And I got great reviews. My lesson learned from that is make sure your manager knows exactly what you're working on, but also they have to know what your goals are, what your ambitions are so after a few years after that after realizing what i didn't do i was proactive in making sure i had at least a monthly check-in with my manager talk about what i'm working on what my challenges what my goals are et cetera, et cetera. and then in my current job now at applied materials this is the best manager i've had so far in my career i had six or seven managers he was proactive in having and making sure we have a weekly one-on-one check-in and it's not just talking about work we talk about stuff going on in our personal life so we really build that connection between me and my manager. Like I know he has trust in me. I trust him 100%. I'm transparent with everything that I'm working on with any issues that I'm having. So then whenever it comes time to have those career discussions about, oh, getting promotions or getting a stretch assignments or having new responsibilities, it's much easier to have that conversation. My advice to anyone earlier in your career, at least meet with your manager once a month. If once a week is too often, at least do it once a month so they know exactly what you're working on and what your ambitions and what your goals are. For sure, and I always tell my students that you have to be an advocate
1: for yourself. Exactly. You can't expect your manager necessarily to advocate for you, but I think you gave them the recipe and that answer of how you can get your manager to be an advocate for you and that's having that open line of communication and those regular check-ins i think sometimes maybe for engineers it's really easy to be nose down into calculations and work and and maybe not necessarily have those touch points
2: Yep, exactly you can't just do a good job and only you and your manager know you also have to share with others whenever you're at a networking event at work or you're working with different teams talk about what you're working on Because the more people that know what you're working on, that know what your capabilities are, the more opportunities will come to you, right? Because your manager wants you to be successful. They would like you to be successful within the team, right? But for you to grow in your career, you have to be able to move around and go on to different teams, work on different types of assignments, work on different skills as well. Yes. And I love in your answer, how you mentioned like bringing up
1: what you're doing at networking events, because you never know, like a passive conversation you might have at a Friday work happy hour with people from different teams might lead to them seeking you out six months, two years later for a project that they have. But again, if you aren't making those connections, those opportunities could never present themselves. Yeah, exactly. In closing, what advice would you impart to someone just starting their career?
2: Yeah, so you can do this if you're in still in school right now or very early on in your career. This is something I didn't do when I was in college or early on in my career, and this is what I share with everyone in those stages in their career, is make sure you need to join organizations and hold a leadership position in these organizations. So if you're an engineering student, you can join IEEE, right, for example. Um, it doesn't even have to be related to your major. You can join a fraternity, sorority. You can join a soccer club when you're in school. When I was at Lockheed Martin, we had these groups called Employee Resource Groups for different minority groups. So I joined PAN, which was the Professional Asian American Network. So by joining these organizations and taking on a leadership position, this is the best way for you to gain leadership skills, to gain networking skills, as well as communication skills. I didn't share this in my introduction, but when I applied for that rotation program, I didn't get in the first year. And they say, and the reason was I needed more leadership experience. I couldn't get leadership experience by taking over my lead's job because he's been there 25 years. So where else can I get leadership experience? I joined an organization, and from there, I was the mentoring and professional development chair for our local chapter, where I led speed mentoring events as well as professional speaker events. So I got comfortable with being on stage, facilitating the event, introducing the speaker. And a year later, I became the site lead. So then now I had even more leadership skills. I have to be able to host a monthly meeting talking to our our community about the events that we're having this month or the results of the previous month i send out weekly emails about here's our upcoming event, events and here are other events you can also go to and it got to that point where everyone around campus knew who i was because i was in this leadership position i was so involved in all these different events and organizations that everyone knew who i was and eventually i became the business unit lead where i was leading 5 five or six sites across the entire country. So then now I'm reporting to corporate, I'm implementing new initiatives that will impact the company's bottom line. How do we make sure Asian employees are retained at a higher rate? How do we ensure we have a higher hiring rate of Asian employees or potential Asian employees? So I got involved in a lot of different things like that. So when you're in school, you hold the leadership position in let's say your local club, there's nothing to worry about. You're not spending a million dollar budget. You're not making that big of a major impact on the university, but it's a great way for you to build those leadership skills without having any of that risk.
1: I totally agree. And I think that's a great message for the students to hear. And this has been a wonderful conversation. And thank you so much for being on the podcast.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. And I hope everyone who's listening, it's never too late to join organizations, build up those leadership skills, and also be open to new opportunities as well. So don't, it's never too late in your career.
0: We'd like to thank today's guests for sharing their professional experience and career advice. We appreciate their insight and taking the time to share them with our audience the listener, thank you for joining us on this journey and exploring the ever-evolving world of engineering. We hope we've inspired you to pursue your dreams and ambitions. Let us know if there are topics or fields you'd like to hear more about. Until next time, we wish you the best of luck on your engineering journey.